Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young. Join America's leading relationship expert, top holistic life coach, and best-selling author, Dr. D. Yvonne Young, along with a diverse team of regular commentators, experts, and celebrity guests. Be entertained while being informed on the issues that affect you most. Don't miss it. Dr. D. Yvonne Young, providing you the tools you need to start living a profoundly extraordinary life. This is one of those shows that I strongly suggest you get a pen, you get a piece of paper, because there are going to be notes that you want to take. I'm also going to give you our phone number at the top of the program today, and that number is 646-478-5610, repeating 646-478-5610. For years, you've been contemplating that you were going to write a book but for some of you, you never got past the writer's block, but the idea haunts you. It is ever-present. It is lurking somewhere in the corridors of your mind. Or you have written what you believe to be some quality content, perhaps even a bestseller, but the issue is that content is sitting there affixed to your desk or to a shelf gathering dust, and you have no earthly eye idea or clue what you should do next. Well, I can tell you today's show is going to help solve that problem for you. I have a very, very special guest that's going to join me in a few moments, and his name is W. Terry Whalen. And the beauty of today's program is seldom, very seldom, do you get to unlock the door that will lead you into the corridor of the literary world. Uh, I have written uh, a couple of books that have uh, been uh, well-received, that one, a couple of them even being uh, quoted as bestsellers. So here's what I want you to think about before we endeavor this. The books did not write themselves. I spent tens of thousands of dollars making mistakes. Like many of you, I, I got up one day and I just figured, you know what, I'm going to write a book, and and the first book, Tired of Being Alone, was basically a uh, it was a fluke in terms of being successful. And what I mean by the book didn't fail, the book did very very well. It, it's what put me on the map. But what what I didn't know was that the literary world is a business and it's a beast of a business. If you do not know the right people, if you don't have 
a good agent. If you don't have the right distribution hookups or you don't have a plan, you're pretty much, I don't care how good that book is that you've written, you're pretty much doomed. So I have uh, talked with several of my uh, colleagues and friends and done a lot of speaking engagements with everyone from Michael Baston to Rashonda Tate Billingsley. I have a wonderful agent in Paul Crouppen who's represented projects like Chicken Soup for the Soul and The Secret and what have you. And after, uh, I guess, being in the game for years, I, out of just endurance and perseverance, was fortunate and very blessed to finally have made it. But I can tell you, you do not have to go through needless sums of money and lots of rejection and frustration in order to get what may be a gift from you to us, the rest of the world, out on the block. And today's show is centered on that. Uh, Terry Whelan has a, a, a couple of things that I'm really intrigued by, and I'm looking forward to talking to him in about three minutes. And the first thing is he has been on both sides of this, uh, uh, both sides of the publishing business, which is something that is very, very unique. Not only has this guy been um, at the editorial desk as an editor, but he's also been a novice writer turned professional writer. He's also worked as a magazine editor. He's, his work has appeared in over 50 publications, which that in itself is um, phenomenal. He is currently the acquisitions editor at Morgan James Publishing, and we're going to talk a lot about Morgan James there. One of the few companies that I would feel comfortable uh, even suggesting that you would follow on my show because there are a lot out there that uh, I definitely would not advocate you engaging, but this one is one that I am very intrigued by their business model. Uh, Not only has he written more than 60 books himself, and he has also had uh, this last product has been so well received that it's hit the six-figure mark in terms of copies sold. His newest book, and that's what we're going to talk about back and forth today in the midst of a mirage of other uh, topics in, in this discussion, is how to jumpstart your publishing dreams. And more than anything else, the book says an inside the secrets to skyrocket your success. Now, now the good thing about this book and about Terry is that he is going to take away the Wizard of Oz concept. What I mean by that is it's not going to be this huff, puff, you know, give me money, I'm going to make you famous. Ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you this. It is work in order to make a project successful, and the trick, to that work is making sure that you partner with effective teammates. Now, some of the things that I'm going to talk to him about, because I've had um, several people uh, text and email me, and they've asked me questions about everything from creating an imprint to a distribution model to even how do I write a book and what's the key to writing a good book, what are realistic expectations in terms of earnings and revenue, what is an entrepreneurial model, so I am going to fire these questions at Terry uh, as I bring him on now. W. Terry Whalen, are you present, sir? Uh, yes, sir. I'm uh, delighted to be here. Thank you so much. Thank you. I appreciate um, you taking time. I know you have a very, very busy schedule. And being an acquisitions editor at Morgan James Publishing, I want to thank the people at Morgan James for lending you to us this evening also, or well, this afternoon. 
would you just start out by giving us your version of your story? I just muffled through my version of your story, but I'd like for you to tell uh, tell the audience a little about you. Uh, yeah, I uh, majored in journalism in college, uh, and I lived sort of lived and breathed that. I thought that's what I was going to do, be a hardcore newspaper guy chasing stories. And out of college, I made a left-hand turn. I spent 10 years in, the ling- in linguistics, <laughs> and so I uh, did, did that. But I wandered back to my writing uh, probably about 20, 25 years ago, and I started uh, writing for magazines which is always a good place that I encourage writers to uh, to begin, to get out there, get their feet wet on the shorter kinds of things and get published. Uh, so many people want to write a, write a book, and so they sit down and write their book, and then they don't know where to go with it. So uh, they, And they don't have any publishing experience as far as their background. So I, I spent years, and I'm still writing for magazines out there as a as a consistent thing that I encourage writers to do. The shorter kinds of things, you'll have more exposure writing for magazines than you probably ever will with the books that you create, at least if your experience is like most people. And so I um, I did that for a, a number of years. Uh, I was at a writers conference uh, years ago, and an editor asked me what kinds of ideas I had about uh, children's books. And I was ready. I had a a good answer for her, and I listened to her, and she said, uh, write that up and send that to me. And so I went home and wrote it up and sent it to her. (laughs) Where a lot of writers uh, today, I'll, I'll say, that's a good idea, send it to me. And for whatever reason, they never get around to sending it to me. So if you follow through, that's another real key is what I'd give you. Uh, do what the other asks you to do. And so I did. And my first little book uh, was published in 1992. It was a little children's book that I did uh, called When I Grow Up, I Can Go Anywhere for Jesus. And it was uh, to show kids, you know, one day they want to be a fireman, next day they want to be a policeman. It was to show them that, that they could do a lot of different things with their life. And I showed uh, several different occupations and real pictures to combine with a cartoon character to show kids they could go anywhere. And that little children's book in 1992 is the first uh, first book that I wrote. And since then, I've been, I've been writing books, uh, children's books, uh, co-authored books, uh, books on my own. I, I wrote a series of biographies, all different kinds of stuff that I've written. Uh, had the opportunity to write over the years, and then I've been an acquisitions editor at uh, two other publishing houses. I was at David C. Cook uh, for several years, and then I was with uh, Howard Books, which is a part of Simon & Schuster. I was acquiring fiction for them. And now for the last year and a half, I've been with Morgan James Publishing. They're a New York-based publisher. Uh, I live in Southern California, so I work for them them remote, but... uh, that's what I'm doing every day is uh, talking with authors about their books and literary agents. We work with them as well. So uh, looking for good books that we can we can publish at Morgan James. Okay. Here's where I want to go with this, uh, Terry. A, a lot of the things that I have uh, people come to me, I own a publishing company, but I'm smart enough to only publish my stuff, or maybe I'm dumb enough to only publish my stuff. <laughs> but here's what I, what I end up having present uh, from people that I lecture at universities or, or what have you, people have no clue 
that when you write content, and this is my opinion, so please correct me if I'm wrong, but in my opinion, to write quality content, it needs to have a message that is going to resonate to such a degree that is going to impact, transform, or uh, edify or catalyze something in someone's life. That's At least that's my belief. What would you say? To the person that is listening to this show, which you know you've got you've got like four continents listening to you right now, and these people are going to ask this question. You know, I got an idea. I want to write a book, and I want to write a book that hopefully does not suck. At least that's my terminology. Terry, what would you tell them? Like, where do they start? How do they write an outline, or do they just kind of like brainstorm and put ideas on paper and? Slip them out, throw them on the wall, see what sticks. What's the first? Uh, let's let's put this in A, B, C, D. What are the first four steps in creating quality content as, as going from an idea to the structural foundation of a book? Well, that's a really good question. I, I would say one of the first steps is to make sure who you're writing for. Who is that target audience? Uh, and it's got to be a pretty specific audience. Uh, it can't just be uh, everybody's going to read my book <clears throat> because everybody isn't going to read your book. <laughs> because um, what specific target audience uh, do you have? And then um, why you of all the people that are out there? And what, what I tell writers all the time is that editors don't read manuscripts. Everybody thinks they're going to make a manuscript, and that's important, but really what they need is a proposal. And now a proposal is kind of a technical thing that we talk about. Okay, we just went blank. Uh, Julia, uh, America, hang on for a second. I don't know if this is a technical difficulty or me. But, Terry, check and make sure you haven't hit a mute button. And, Julia, are we picking him up, and is it just me not hearing him right now? Okay. I'm assuming that we're having a technical issue. Uh, you're listening to Conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young. We have W. Terry Whalen in, and, and what we're discussing is what does it take to create quality content. And what Terry just got through saying um, just a moment ago is if you're going to start writing something, the first thing you need to think about is um, what's going on? Are we, um, you know, are we writing something? And to whom are we writing it? You know, what are we writing? Why are we writing it? Because if you don't have something that is going to an audience and going to an audience in such a way that it is actually going to make sense, what have we done? You know, have we created something that is going to be a blessing? Are we creating something that's going to educate people? Or are we just speaking our mind? What have we done? And then the other thing that Terry was saying is let's make it make sense. And if it does make sense, make sense to whom and why? Often people create content and they create uh, products that we have to sift through and we have to uh, really shake and wonder, is this thing actually sticking? Is this making sense? Can I apply this material to an audience and have that audience walk away 
edified and walk away informed. And then the next secret is um, what he was alluding to is that you have to start developing a product. So what, and in case you guys just tuned in, uh, Terry Whalen is with us. I'm just kind of filling in gaps. We had a little bit of a, a, a technical glitch with him, but I'm hopefully not messing up what he was telling you, and he should be back with us in just a second. But the other side of this thing is after you define that audience, get the paper out. Make sure that your ideas are something that are based on your expertise. And, and this is really important what he said was that, why are you an expert? And I'm not going to uh, suggest that in writing certain types of material that you need to have a doctorate or a master's degree. However, I think it is best that you are educated and not only in the streets but academically uh, with what you do or at least possess the certifications if it's something that re really gets technical or legalistic. But if you're making a good cookbook, hey, you can say that I've cooked for three generations in my family and these recipes were handed down from my grandmother to uh, my mom, to me, or if, let's say it's uh, something to do with arts or crafts or something where you're talking about a relationship with the divine and you can actually articulate how you went through a tumultuous period in your life and tragedy looked you in the face, uh, a face or death stared you in the face and you had a divine moment where you divine providence kicked in and saved your very behind. Those stories, you don't need to have a PhD to tell. But at the bottom, what is it about you that makes you an authority on this subject? Then the next thing that uh, Jerry was um, really alluding to is that if you are an authority, who else can authenticate the fact that you are one other than you? Have you been in situations where other people witnessed your abilities or witnessed your resurrection or your expertise? Have you been in situations that um, it is before a crowd of witnesses that you have manifested the very things that you're telling someone else that they can manifest in your lives? So these are the things that I suggest that you really give consideration to. And as you look at creating content and creating a good product, you think this thing out Books are only as successful as the author that put them together. If you don't have quality content, you don't have a good book. Uh, in a few minutes, we're uh, actually in two minutes, uh, we're going to go and take a break and um, see if we can get this technical thing worked out. And right when we do, we will have Terry right back with us. So if you want to call in and get some questions to him, or you can do this a couple of ways. You can call in at 646-478-5610. That's 646-478-5610. Or you can just uh, go to the chat room on Blog Talk Radio, and we're going to take about a 60-second break, and we will be right back with W. Terry Whalen helping you unlock the secrets to skyrocket your success and jumpstart your publishing dreams. This is Dr. D. Yvonne Young, and we'll be right back. I'm here. Okay, Terry, we'll be right back. I'm I don't know what happened. <laughs> mm. 
this is Dr. Devon Young, and sorry about the technical glitch, but one thing is for sure, if you're using technology, you will have some glitches, but we are so blessed to have Terry back. Terry, before we had our little foo-pop, I was explaining the the value of substantiating why someone, quote-unquote, is an authority on the subject that they're writing and also went back and touched back on the audience. What is the third step that you would suggest people need to be uh, aware of? Well, the third step is to uh, create what we call in publishing a book proposal. And uh, that you'd need one of those whether you're writing a novel or a nonfiction book or whatever it is. And that is what I tell authors all the time, that uh, editors and agents don't read manuscripts they read proposals. And so you need to try to figure out what this tool is, how to create one. Uh, it's not very complicated, but there are, is some real specific information that we as editors are looking for uh, from you in your submission. And this will help you get your material in a, a really professional way when you, when you submit it. Well, I know when the first time that I saw one of these things, my agent is uh, Jill Grinberg in New York, and Laura Roth is the literary agent that uh, handles my rep- represents me. And Laura uh, wrote when I saw this proposal, I, I was like, "Wow, this is actually good." Dang, you're talking about me. Well, so I know for a fact I'm saying that to say two things: the average person has no fathomable clue what would go into such a proposal. And then secondly, to actually get an agent, you have to do some query letters out to some people, and and hopefully your query letter can get you to an agent. But could you explain first the process of writing a query letter and what a query letter is? And then secondly, uh, if do you do the proposal before you go and write that query letter, or is that something you let an, you count on your agent to do? How does all of that come together? Yeah, those are good questions. I would encourage you first to write this query letter. The query letter is basically a, a one-page pitch letter. Uh, the first paragraph would be something that would really hook hook me into your material as to why why I should be reading this. Uh, maybe you want to start out with a question or something provocative. Uh, give a little more nuts and bolts about where you are on the writing process, uh, and then also why you are an authority in this area that you're writing about. So uh, that query letter is pretty important. There's a lot of information out there to help you be able to do that, but this proposal that I'm talking about is a really critical step. Uh, I wrote a book. Uh, I was so frustrated with the kind of material I was getting from authors that I wrote a book a number of years ago called Book Proposals That Sell, 21 Secrets to Speed Your Success. Um, The book has over 100 five-star reviews on Amazon, Um, so look it up. Or you could – the other recent thing that I've done to help people write proposals, I did a whole online course. Uh, It's a 12-lesson online course that you could take from me. It comes automatically every week step-by-step, that's at writeabookproposal.com, writeabookproposal.com, or something free, there's a free teleseminar that I have on the proposal creation process, uh, answering your questions as well as you get some material from me. 
Uh, that's at askaboutproposals.com, askaboutproposals.com. And, um, yeah, every writer really, that wants to get published out there really needs to be aware of this process. Uh, my book, Book Proposals That Sell, in the back, I have a, a sample proposal that I wrote that got a six-figure advance several years ago. Uh, those, they're still giving those kinds of advances out there. You just need to present your material in the right kind of way where you could could actually be able to achieve that. Now, let me ask a quick question. I know you said that uh, over there like 99 things or probably God knows even more. Just pick some of the ones that are more prominent and tell our listening audience what are certain uh, certain parts of content that need to be in that query letter? Because I, I'm assuming, and based on what I hear, heard you say, is for many people, it's going to start with that query letter. So what are the things that should be in its content? Uh, well, a query letter has to has to get my attention. You know, maybe there's uh, – maybe your issue that you're writing about millions of people and give me an exact number. Maybe there's 20 million people that have this issue. So that's a provocative kind of fact that you can find out there and you can put in your query letter that gets my attention. Uh, so it ha- the writing has to be good. That, that paragraph has to read well. Uh, you have to be a, be a good, be a good communicator to get my attention. Uh, in the old days, I, you know, used to send it in the mail and then sit around and wait, and then they would write back and say, okay, send me the proposal. Well, now in this great electronic world that we live in, uh, I may read your letter and say, great, where's the proposal? Send it now. And so if you haven't done your homework to go ahead and prepare that follow-up proposal to send, you kind of look like you don't have your act together. So I would uh, do both things. In other words, I would work on the query letter, but I would also work on the full-blown proposal. And a proposal always includes a couple of sample chapters so that we can take a look at your writing and see what your writing is like. Um, so work on work on all that material so that you have that ready to show an editor or an agent whenever they whenever they ask for it. What a lot of people don't realize is that at any given time, uh, I've read this, that there's probably a million <laughs> different ideas that are out there in circulation, uh, in editorial offices, uh, in agents' email box, all that kind of thing. So you have to you have to work pretty hard at making your idea unique as well as to a specific target audience also so that it stands out. Now, I know that, uh, and before the show ends today, you have so many books out that can help someone create quality content, and the one of them is actually it's called book, uh, book Proposals that you've written, and it's called Book Proposals that Sell, to be more specific. But as we have someone write these proposals, and they don't, they've never done it before, they may not be a professional writer. They could just be a housewife or a guy with a great idea. Terry, what do you suggest that these people do in order to clean up, 
to the degree possible the content that they are trying to send out, even at the query letter stage, uh, do you suggest that they hire an editor? Do you suggest that they go back to school and take some writing classes? Or do you suggest that they have uh, some friends that don't mind hurting their feelings, critique it? What do you um, what what instruction would you give to help someone create quality content? Yeah, those are those are all good uh, different things that you you gave there. They could they could hire an editor uh, to review the review their letter. They could um, you know go to a conference, show it to people. They could um, join a critique group. Uh, now, a critique group is a group of writers that get together maybe once a month and look at each other's writing and are honest with each other. I mean, if you show it to your spouse or to a friend of yours, they might not want to tell you the honest truth about what you put together because they don't want to hurt your feelings. So you want somebody that's going to be transparent and honest with you, but yet helpful, not not say this is awful, you know, but say here's how you can improve this. <laughs> and so you give them the give them the positives on that kind of thing. Uh, a writer's critique group is a great a great thing to join and to to get some get some help from some other people that have been published. Help each other. That's that's what I find people do a lot is work with each other's content. You don't have to pay somebody that way, but yet you can get some get some really good feedback because you're writing has to has to sort of stand up and stand out on its own on its own merit um, the other thing that I encourage people to do all the time is uh, they're all focused on their book and how their book's going to help them uh, I always encourage them to be writing shorter pieces uh, and they'll improve their writing skills doing that whether they're writing for a, a local magazine or a newspaper or a newsletter or an online place there's a lot of great opportunity out there for them to practice their writing skills on a shorter kind of thing and get it get it out there into the market. Uh, what that makes me think about, Terry, and I, I, I am so glad you said that because even at this stage of career where I am blessed to have a national name, well, even in many instances an international name, um, I'm frequently asked to write and contribute content, and I get phone calls from several online magazines, print publications from around the globe, how would you suggest that a person that doesn't have a name yet, that no one knows, no one has heard about, how would you suggest that they put their content out there to the world? I, I know that uh, a lot of us, the common sense way would be start writing a blog, okay, that, you know, but how can they get into a more commercial venue going beyond just writing their own blog? Well, you know, almost every publication, I would say, is open to freelance content uh, from writers. And so that's one of the things they have to know right there is I've been a magazine editor for years, and you start out with a whole bunch of blank pages that you want to fill up with information. And so I would encourage your audience to look at the magazines that they read every month, uh, ones that they are familiar with the content and the audience. Every every magazine has a different different audience that they're reaching. Uh, and so you can study that and understand that kind of thing. And then look 
uh, online. Almost every publication has writers' guidelines, and so they look they they spell out what kinds of things they want. They want a 500 word article on such and such, or they want a thousand word article on this. And so spell it out. Take a look at those guidelines. Follow the guidelines. So if if they say they want 500 words, you send them 500 words. You don't send them 750 words. And <laughs> figure they'll cut it because that's not true. They want they want what they want, and so send them what they're asking for, and you'll be surprised. Uh, you'll reach a lot more people with your magazine articles than you probably ever will with your books. Uh, if a book sells 5,000 copies. That's good. Uh, a lot of people don't realize that, but it, with a magazine article, it's very easy to reach a hundred thousand, a million people even can read your read your magazine article. So you can reach a lot more people with those short articles. You can practice your craft of writing and really gain a lot because those of us that are in the business, that are editors and agents, we're looking for people that have been published in order to be able to publish them some more. So it's kind of like a catch-22 of publishing. It's kind of like when you first went out to get your first job. You had to have a, had to have some experience in order to get that job. Well, it's the same kind of thing in publishing. We're looking for people that have writing experience in order to be able to publish them. And so one of the best ways you can do that is to look for those writer's guidelines, uh, do what the guidelines say, send it to those people, and then uh, get your material in print. Okay, with, with that, I want to. That creates a really perfect segue for me. Let's say now we're talking about the person that may have may has uh, may have already written one or two little sandwich books, or even a couple of fairly sized books, and their issue isn't putting content together. Their issue isn't. Uh, getting stuff in some other publications or some online or print publications. Their issue is expanding the brand. And I know that uh, this is me speaking to the other side of one of the many hats that you wear, and that's being uh, on the acquisition side and looking for people that have already demonstrated a proficiency in the business and they already have uh, a couple of titles out there or you can Google them, the name comes up, and they may have, you know, 10 or 15 hits come up behind their name. What do you suggest that they do to help create a more significant brand? And what and what order do they take these steps in? So first, what are the steps, I mean, and what order do they take them in? Well, publishing... It, just like a lot of businesses, is all about who you know and sending it to the right person at the right time and the right place. Uh, I'm actively looking for really great books that we can publish at Morgan James. We publish about 150 books a year. Uh, we receive about 5,000 submissions a year, so we get a lot of content. But uh, out of that, we only publish about 150 books. So uh, peop- your listeners can feel free to uh, send me material. My my email is easy. It's just Terry at MorganJamesPublishing.com. Terry at MorganJamesPublishing.com. Uh, I'm actively looking uh, for, we're publishing about 40 novels this year. We're doing a few children's books. 
Uh, we're doing nonfiction books. The distinction, I would say, with Morgan James is we've been around since 2005. We've published about 1,700 titles. Uh, about 19 of our books have been on the New York Times list. And the reason I like to tell people that is because the only way I know to get on the New York Times list is to sell lots of books inside those brick-and-mortar bookstores. So that's a key part of our business model and what we're doing to to get authors' books out there into the into the marketplace. Now, as it relates to um, getting out in the marketplace, I know for me, um, going back and, and looking at uh, 10 years ago when I began this journey, I had to get the right publicist, and I and I made sure I wasn't stupid. I got a publicist that was already representing reputable, reputable authors at that time, and then after I got I left that publicist, I got a bigger publicist, and now uh, thank God for Julia Randall, a lady that produces this show and also handles my national branding. We have been um, taking some innovative steps to go and get social media companies involved with us and uh, sponsorships and, and things of this nature. What would you tell the person that is attempting to go to that next level? Uh, do they hire publicists? Do they a publicist, or do they look for an entity like yours that already has a publicist? And especially as it relates to distribution and uh, creating or participating in someone else's imprint. How do those things work, Terry? Well, uh, you can sure, you can hire a publicist. Uh, sometimes that ends up being a, a grand expenditure of, of money every month, uh, frankly, to, to do that kind of thing. Uh, what I always encourage authors to do is to be working at building their own brand and their own presence uh, in the marketplace. Uh, I talk to a lot of authors and I tell them, I don't care who publishes your book, whether it's Random House or what you name the publishing house. At the end of the day, I would say 80 to 90% of the responsibility for actually selling your book falls on your shoulders. And so uh, that's something that every author needs to kind of get a hold of. Um, it's the first success principle that Jack Canfield wrote about in his book, The Success Principles, is that I will take 100% responsibility for my own success. And so if you do that as an author, uh, you're going to be way above where other people are. One of the things that we do at Morgan James, which is, I think, unique, is we form a entrepreneurial vision mastermind group uh, for every book that goes through our system. Now, that group really is basically a coaching group it's it's a phone call but basically we're encouraging our authors and we're holding them as accountable as they'll let us to teach them guerrilla marketing techniques uh, we publish about 20 of the guerrilla marketing books that have sold 21 million copies out there and so we're all about teaching our authors uh, low cost no cost ways of selling books and there's lots of those ways that are out there uh, you mentioned blogging. Blogging is a great way to get it, some exposure, build some audience, and build some presence uh, in the marketplace. But there's a lot of other great tools that are out there as well. 
Okay. Um, I want to go ahead and give this number out, and I'm I'm getting a couple of uh, messages from the back end about some things. I'm going to ask you when we come back. But you're listening to Conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young. Today we have the acquisitions editor at Morgan James Publishing, W. Terry Whalen, with us, who has a plethora of experience uh, in the publishing business. He's been on both sides of the fence from being an executive to uh, helping and agent activities, to even being a writer. So there's no part of your discussion that he cannot give you a lot of quality help and and good advice. If you want to give us a call, you can hit us at 646-478-5610 at 646-478-5610, and we'll be right back in about 60 seconds. This is Dr. D. Yvonne Young, and today we are talking about how to jumpstart your publishing dreams, the insider secrets to skyrocket your success. We are very fortunate today to have uh, Terry Whalen with us in studio talking about the things that you need to know in order to take that manuscript off the shelf, blow the dust off of it, because you may you just may be sitting on a bestseller. Now, with that comment made, um, there was something you said just a moment ago that definitely resonated with me, Terry. I remember being in that situation where you are right. Uh, publicists are not cheap. It's not cheap to get a social media company to manage and help market you. All of those things do cost money, ladies and gentlemen. As a matter of fact, manufacturing a book uh, taking care of the uh, copywriting and the trademarks and all of the artwork and all the stuff that goes into creating a quality brand and a quality product uh, is the same thing that you would use to sell a perfume or sell a car. You have to cross your T's and dot your I's in such a way. Now, what I noticed about uh, Morgan James, you guys came up with something, and, and please tell me if I get this term wrong, but it's the entrepreneurial model. And I read about it. I did, you know, I was doing my homework on you, and I was doing my homework on the entrepreneurial model, and I saw that you were basically um, eliminating the stupidity of the uh, publishing for dummies which I definitely uh, could have written a book on that one, the factor out of creating a quality project. Could you tell us about the entrepreneurial model and how that works? Uh, yeah. We are. Um, we sell our books into the brick-and-mortar bookstores. This is one of the, one of the key things that, that we do for Morgan James. At Morgan James, we, we produce the book in the printed format. Uh, we produce it. In all the different ebook formats, uh, on the nonfiction side, we also make an audio book 
of every one of our books. Um, we're unique, as far as I know, out there in the marketplace because we don't take all rights uh, for books. So instead of most publishers take world rights when it comes to book, we only want the exclusive right to sell your book in the bookstore, whether it be brick-and-mortar bookstores or online bookstores. Um, we are looking for coachable authors because of this uh, entrepreneurial vision mastermind group that I was telling you about uh, that's formed for every book. We work with our authors to make sure we have the right title, the right subtitle, when the book's going to release in the bookstores, what kind of book cover we're going to have, all those kinds of things we work on together. And then we coach you in these guerrilla marketing techniques through the entrepreneurial mastermind calls. Uh, there's no charge for any of that. We're still coaching authors that came to us in 2005. Uh, that's a part of our part of our system. Um, the we're looking for complete, fully edited manuscripts. Um, I'm sure you're aware that less and less editing is being done in the marketplace. I don't care whether it's Random House or whoever. And so we have some resources about how you can get that editing done. But uh, the good news as an author is you will control your content for that. Uh, the the books that we sell in the bookstore, we're not a self-publisher. So the books we sell in the bookstore are all books that we print, we pay for, and we pay a royalty on those books. Uh, we pay our royalties every month. Uh, a lot of publishers pay once a year or quarterly. We pay we pay every month. Um, but we are known as the entrepreneurial publisher. Now, what we mean by that is we ask every nonfiction author to commit to buying 2,500 copies of their own book. Now, you get the book at our print cost plus $2.00. Now, I know from being in publishing a long time, you can fudge around as far as what the print costs are, but we clearly say, let's say your book is a 200-page paperback book in the standard size. Uh, if you bought that book in quantities, you get it from us for $1.55 each. Now, you sell all those books, you're going to gross over $50,000. Our typical author is selling 2,500 copies of their own book in the first year, year and a half that they're with us. Uh, as a good faith deposit that you are going to buy your own books, we're not a self-publisher, but as a good faith deposit, when you sign one of our contracts, we ask you to give us that $2 over the print price of the book. So it's uh, $5,000 up front. Uh, we're going to pay you a small advance, $100, mostly so that somebody says, did you get an advance? You could say yes. Uh, if they say, what kind, of, what kind of advance did you get? You can say, oh, that's confidential or none of your business because <laughs> it is none of their business at the end of the day. Um, we can have books uh, for the author to sell in the back of the room or sell on their website about eight to ten weeks after they turn in their completed manuscript. Uh, now, getting in the bookstore, that's, that's a process that we talk about. Usually we're about nine to ten months out on getting your book into the bookstore, but uh, we're not afraid to crash a book to the market. Uh, we've done that a number of times. Uh, we did a book in 2011. Maybe you saw this book called uh, The Millionaire Messenger by Brendan Bouchard. Uh, Brendan was actually going to self-publish that book because uh, he didn't think anybody could get it out in the time frame. We, we crashed it to market in about a month. Uh, the book spent six weeks on the New York Times list. Uh, we sold about 56,000 56, copies of that book. Um, 
Now, Brendan had a literary agent. About 30% of our authors do have agents. And so 45 days after that book hit the uh, New York Times list, Brendan's agent uh, sold his next book for, it was an over $2 million advance to uh, Simon & Schuster for his book, The Charge, which is out. It's a hardcover book from Simon & Schuster. Uh, buried over on page 30-something of that 70-page uh, contract from Simon & Schuster, it said that they got the rights to the second edition of The Millionaire Messenger, which was our book. But uh, that's the way our rights work. We're okay with that. Uh, we had to figure out what to do with the stock. There was about uh, 15,000 books that we had out in the bookstores that uh, Brendan purchased and gave away to his clients or sold them or whatever he did with them. And so now if you look up The Millionaire Messenger, you'll see that that's published by Simon & Schuster and not, not Morgan James Publishing. But, uh, you know, that's kind of a, a unique way in a nutshell how our, our system works. We actually do sell the books into the brick-and-mortar bookstores. Um, a lot of these publishers out there will say they can get your book published for 500 bucks or something, and by the time you – get into their system and uh, do whatever they need. You spent seven or $8,000, and what do you have for it except your book is online? So I think there's a lot of uh, things that your listeners need to kind of watch out for out there. There's companies uh, that really aren't doing what they what they say they're going to do at the end of the day. Yeah, well, I can uh, definitely vouch for that. I've had a couple of these yo-yos call me, and they will ask, well, do you want to be an author? I'm already an author, and I'm already a very successful author. What I want, what I want to warn people about, and and I think your company is one of the few that actually have uh, very strong integrity, is that you need to look at what imprints uh, are offered by any company that's going to represent you. Likewise, you need to look at their distribution arm and see, okay, how are they going to market? Because at the end of the day, what most people don't know is that unless you're hooked up with Lightning Source or Baker & Taylor or some of these distribution companies, I don't care how good your book it is, it's not going to get into a mainstream store or if it does go to Amazon.com or one of these, anybody's book basically can go to Amazon.com. If it has, if it has two pages, it can go to Amazon.com. But yeah. if they, well, well, I mean, seriously, there, there's so much misrepresentation out there. And uh, I guess going into this last uh, 10 minutes that we have, I, I want to ask you about this. When people start looking at the legal issues, uh, prior to coming to you, do you suggest that they get a copyright attorney and take care of all of that stuff? And at what stage do they, uh, you know, file for copyright? And what stage do they get an entertainment or a uh, copyright attorney involved? Well, that's a really good question, too. I always encourage authors to use a, a literary attorney, entertainment attorney, uh, somebody that understands the language of the contracts to look over their contract before they sign anything. Um, and often your publisher will copyright the book for you. Uh, Morgan James, we're unique in that uh, we ask the writer to copyright the book. Uh, you can go over to co- you know to copyright.gov uh, at U.S. Copyright and pay 35 bucks and spend about 30 minutes and fill out the form and get that taken care of. Uh, the reason 
at Morgan James, we have the author do it rather than doing it for the author, is if we do it for you, then your book is forever tied to us, where you're standing on your own two feet uh, to copyright the book uh, yourself. And so that's a that's another kind of unique part of the way we're working. Um, you know, and, and I gave you the numbers here that we only do about a about 150, 180 books a year, where some of these entities, you, you have no idea how many books uh, they do. There's a, some rather large entities out there that um, in 2011, I've got the statistics, they did 43,000 books, or CreateSpace did over 50,000 books. And so people really aren't looking uh, at all that information when they're making the decision who they're who they're going to publish with. Uh, you're, you're exactly right on the distribution. We're distributed by Ingram, uh, the biggest uh, book distributor in the world, and uh, that makes a makes a huge difference as far as uh, how that turns out. And to my understanding, you guys are one of the largest clients in Ingram. Is that correct? Uh, we are. We are. We're one of their big clients. Uh, we were actually the beta publisher uh, for Ingram Publishing Services. That's a, a paid part of, of Ingram. So we're one of 60 publishers uh, that they, they distribute. We have 40 commissioned sales reps that travel the nation, sell the book into Barnes & Noble's, Books a Million, Chapters in Canada, all of the independent bookstores. And uh, that's a that's a key unique part of our, our program that we're doing. Okay, Terry, uh, uh, getting down into this last uh, seven minutes here, I want to ask you, how? Uh, I, I know that you're supposed to be participating, and I, I know they asked me to emcee this thing, but I, I understand that you're like one of the, I know you're one of the top guys in the industry, in the uh, publishing industry in the country, and uh, there's uh, Arthur's Summit that you're going to be part of. Is that correct? Uh, yes, sir. I'm really looking forward to coming to Houston uh, here in early October. On Saturday, October 5th, uh, I'm going to be one of the keynote speakers at the 2013 Author Network Summit there in Houston. And so your listeners can find out more information by going to uh, www.authorsnetworkingsummit.com and find out more information. But, yeah, I'm going to be talking about my uh, Jumpstart Your Publishing Dreams book, as a matter of fact, uh, giving people about a dozen ways that they can get out there and, and get published in the marketplace. Well, as we all know at conferences, if you really, really want to benefit from uh, meeting Terry and his expertise, I would suggest first you buy his book and read it. Uh, which is, uh, for, I'm not going to assume that's common sense, but if you didn't come up with that conclusion, I'm telling you, buy his books, plural, and read them because they have a great deal of uh, content and significant content that can make the difference between you being successful or failing or having a response that's timely versus delayed in terms of your goals. How can people get in contact with you, Terry? Would you please give them your um, website, your telephone number, email address, your favorite restaurant or whatever, but <laughs> let America and the U.K. and Canada know how to get in contact with you? Well, one of the best ways would be through my Morgan James uh, email, terry at morganjamespublishing.com, uh, terry at T-E-R-R-Y at morganjamespublishing.com. 
Uh, I do read my email, and so that's a that's a great way to get in touch with me. I'd love to meet with your listeners in person at the uh, Author Summit coming up here on October 5th. Uh, there's going to be times, I think, that I can meet with people one-on-one and talk to them about their projects because I think that's where a lot of the really great interaction and work happens is that, that one-on-one brief meetings that we have together, and I'm always uh, game and eager to do that. Uh, people can see my travel schedule. I'm I'm all over the country here in the next few weeks. Uh, they can find that out at my personal website. That's terrywhalen.com. It's T-E-R-R-Y-W-H-A-L-I-N.com. You'll find that I have a lot of uh, free material out there. My blog on the writing life uh, has over 1,200 entries in it. There's a lot of uh, information that I have to help writers out there. Well, Terry, I want to thank you again uh, for taking the time out to join us on the program today. That is, uh, ladies and gentlemen, that is just scratching the surface of what uh, Terry has to offer you in terms of mentorship and guidance. I strongly suggest that if you have the goal to be a writer, to be a published author, to get into the literary world, do it right. Um, an ounce of prevention definitely beats a pound of cure or to, for me to go and translate that into terms you can understand. It's a hell of a lot better to go with the counsel of a wise, experienced uh, guide than to foolishly try to blunder your way through this forest of the literary business because, trust me, the weeds are high, the trees are tall, and the shadows cast themselves far you will get lost in this maze called the publishing industry. Well, you've been listening to Conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young. Um, Just some housekeeping issues. We are going to be talking about publishing and the content. I'm going to have more guests um, of the same quality as you just uh, shared with us this afternoon to help you um, make your dreams come true. The difference between having an idea and realizing a goal is a four-letter word, and no, not that four-letter word. It's called a date, D-A-T-E. I knew you guys know me, and if you know me personally, you know I probably would have a four-letter word. But in this case, it's one we can say in front of everyone, and that's a date. A date is the difference between an idea and a goal coming to reality. If you do not prepare yourself What good will it be when the opportunity presents itself? Because to have success, success by definition is preparation meeting opportunity. While you're sitting there thinking of all of these things that you have to say and whom you have to say it to, stop and consider it won't help you or anyone else unless you create a formidable plan. And just recapping on a couple of things that Terry shared with us today, Make sure that you know who, what audience your product is suitable for. Make sure you have done something other than just through your own whim and narcissism that you thought about, you know, what makes me an expert? Why would someone listen to me? Why, you know, what makes this thing valuable? Then if you have overcome those two things, look at the nature of your content. Get it reviewed by someone other than your children and people that owe you money. Ask people that will tell you the truth and let you know. And Terry said it in a gracious way. I'm just going to be very raw. 
if your stuff sucks, you need, and I'm not saying you're haters, because no matter what you do, the thing could be as good as sliced bread or the reinvention of the wheel. Your haters aren't going to be honest. But find people that have your real interest at heart. And I'm going to also suggest visit local colleges and universities, go to their English departments, literary departments, and seek a meeting with a professor. Now, don't bring your whole dang manuscript, folks. They'll look at you like you've lost your damn mind. But bring at least, you know, maybe a couple of pages and let them review it. And then uh, if you listen to this archive, Terry also suggested that there's some groups out there that you can share your content with. And then protect yourself. Make sure that you have consulted a copyright attorney, that you have filed and done the appropriate things, because nobody is going to look out for you but you. And that segues into the last thing that he said is don't expect, even if you are fortunate enough to meet somebody like Terry Whalen, if you are fortunate enough to sign or get picked up by a company like Morgan James or Simon & Schuster, I don't care how big that company is or how small or how deep their pockets are. You have to make you the priority because I'm here to tell you the reason why my phone rings and the reason why I've been very blessed and successful is the only other man that worked harder than Dr. D. Yvonne Young to promote his brand is dead, and that was James Brown. I am now the hardest working man in show business. Well, maybe you are too. But with that said, that wraps today's show. I want to thank you guys for tuning in. And remember what I always tell you, can't nobody love you like you. This has been Conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young. I will see you on Sunday at 7.30 p.m. Have an awesome week. God bless you. I love you. Bye-bye. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.